0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Babs Buzz. This is the October show. This show will uh, probably air in the first week, I think, in October. It's up to my wonderful, glorious producer, Michael. How are you doing, Michael? Um, I have a lot to go over today. I'm going to try not to speak too quickly, but as you guys know, I have to cram a lot of information into a very short period of time. So here we go. First, I'm very happy to announce... Steve Wells, we wrote a deal for Steve Wells, an option for his screenplay called Bad Connection. Steve Wells is in the UK. I'll tell you a quick story about Steve. He was on the Simply Script site. We got to chatting and I said, you know, I need a, I need a second set of eyes on this script. Tell me what you think of it. And he kicked me back some really good notes. I used, I would say 99% of them and uh, gave them to the writer of the screenplay and we tweaked it. Uh, commensurate with what he showed us. I thought they were all rock solid, except for one or two beats I didn't really need. Um, but he did such a great job. I said, Hey, you know, Steve, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to call me. I'd be happy to help. And lo and behold, I get an email from him a couple of weeks ago, and he says, Listen, I just got an offer for a screenplay, and I don't, I don't, you know, want to mess this up. I don't really know what to do. I have an idea, but can you help me? I said, Don't sign anything. Which is, what's the motto of this story, kids? Don't sign anything. Talk to Babs. Okay, so not just because I want the commission. That's obvious. I mean, I don't have to state the obvious, do I? I want the commission. That's not the point. point is, I don't want you guys taking deals that are not kosher, okay? And I'm not saying that producers are not kosher, but you get my drift. You know, you could sign something and not realize the later repercussions of what you've signed. So, Steve... Uh, sends this over and I look it over and, uh, it it was too low. The offer was too low. So we countered and they took the counter, which was great. They didn't even counter back. So it was really exciting. Um, I am so proud of you, Steve Wells. I can't even tell you, uh, you've done, you've done some serious, seriously good writing here. And so I asked Steve if I could have a quote because Steve uses coverage. Now I said to him, did coverage help you at all? Now this is a quote from Steve. I don't know if the coverage directly helped it to attract producers and an actress as the central story and main characters remain the same. But I'd say that I certainly benefited from it and helped me tweak the script in several places. So what he's saying is I certainly benefited from it, it meaning the coverage and it meaning the coverage helped me tweak the script in several places. Can't hurt, right? So six to one half dozen the other. He is a happy camper. We love you, Steve. Thank you. Good job. And now, if there's a prequel or sequel job, guess who gets the first right to refuse it? Steve does. So this is exciting. Um From the Fun with Words corner, and I gave Michael all these links. I'm so proud that I remembered that, Michael. Yay, me. So I don't have to explain what they are. But Orwell got into this sort of dancing on the head of a pin with wordsmithing. So this I'm going to read you from Ecclesiastes, and then I'm going to read you what it means in modern English. From Ecclesiastes. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happenstance to them all. In modern English, objective considerations of contemporary phenomena compel the conclusion that success or failure in competitive activities exhibit. It's no tendency to be commensurate with innate capacity. Let me read that again. Objective consideration of contemporary phenomena compel the conclusion that success or failure in competitive activities exhibits no tendency to be commensurate with innate capacity, but that a considerable element of the unpredictable must invariably be taken into account. What does all that mean? Go to the link that um, Michael will show you and you'll see. What Orwell was basically saying was, well, he wasn't basically saying is don't use big words if you don't have to. Dial it down. Stay away from cliches. Use your head. You know, rewrite stuff. Be very um, aware of the words you're using when you're putting them on the page. Very cool article, a long read, a bit tedious in spots, but you'll get the point. You'll definitely see the point, which brings me to uh, the tracking board. As you guys know, I've been using it for the last six months. It's changed my reality. It's given much-needed wind into the sails. There's a cliche for you. (laughs) I just violated my own rule, Michael, but I'm pumped. Tracking board gives me a lot of initiative to get up every day because I get so much attention on that board from my riders. I'm very excited. Now, originally I had started my membership with tracking board because they post open riding assignments, also known as OWAs. So if you ever see OWA for this, OWA for that, OWA, you guys know why, because you listen to the show, tell a friend, that open writing assignments are available. And they stopped doing that in August. It's kind of a drag, but the site has still helped me tremendously. So I bring that up to tell you this. If you put unproduced scripts up there, cool. But boy, oh boy, they had better be polished or you're going to hear about it. Tell you a story. I put a log line up there that one of my worst log lines ever I was just trying something different so sue me okay I have an eraser I can rewrite it but I put it up there and I am telling you not one hour later 60 seconds I just went in to check something to see if I spelled something correctly because usually they'll catch that for you at tracking board and there were three comments in there and they were all snarky it gets better my client sends me an email saying oh my god oh my god they're making fun of us oh my god I said okay Coming off the ledge, let me hold your hand and let me explain to you exactly what's going on here, darling. You need to know that the audience there is very often snarky, jealous, pissed off writers. So don't take everything that, do not do hit for hit. In other words, if you do put something up there, you guys are part of my audience. So you have, you have something you have to do. You have to, you know, you have to hold up. If someone says that this, this, this sucks, say thank you. Love you mean it. Thank you. Love you mean. It. I don't care how mad you are. Now you can have another screen, like you know Michael Cornetto. He's got all this, this sort of NASA stuff set up in his house, right? You can have another screen where you say F you and bip bip bip, and you can do all that on another screen, but don't click send, right? Because you will never know who is in that chat room or who's reading those comments. So always be professional. Which gets me to me being in a chat room. And someone said something, which is unusual. I, for some reason, well, I know this for a fact. People like me, they just do, and I think it's because I'm genuinely approachable. You know, most agents are very, very high tone and fancy to do, but many of them are as approachable as I am. People are scared, and you really don't need to be. But I will tell you that sometimes when I go to an event and I have to speak, it's a little annoying to have people, you know. Hey, Barbara, I got this. They don't ask me how I'm doing. I like your dress. You know, they they go right into it. Well, I was pitching a guy on, uh, I got a lead from Tracking Board, and he actually called us, which is like I was saying, Tracking Board is, man, it's making my phone ring. So cool, Michael. So cool, you guys. Um, He calls me up, and I said, how you doing? He says, well, I'm calling you from the car. And I said, well, before we get into why you called, how are you doing? How is your family? Are things okay in your reality? Talk to me. And he said, "Oh, that's so funny you ask. I was just thinking about my boys. I have three of them. We got to talking. I know why he's calling. He knows why he's calling. Do we really have to state the obvious right away? I'd rather get to know the guy and see if he's a jerk, see if he's nice. You know, when you get to know your room, the room you play to, that's the room you play to, right? You don't bring a, a horror script to a comedy store. It's just stupid. So, um, it, it, and plus on top of that, the guy was a doll. He was an absolute doll. And when you start talking to people as though they're just people, because..." that's kind of what they are, guess what happens? Walls come down. People tell you, oh, this has been a bad year. I'm looking for this. I can't find that. I have no money. This didn't fund it. And they become, it becomes more about relationships and being human than it is to, oh, I'm a writer. Oh, yeah, this this screenplay is my lottery ticket. I have to do it. I have to do it. So it does make my phone ring a tracking board. Again, put your scripts up there if you want real honest feedback. But remember When you put feedback, when you put stuff up there for feedback, remember, some of the people may suck as writers. I've seen at least three scripts that are in the writer's room that are not very good. Doesn't make them bad people. It just means that they need some help. They need some guidance. They need some coverage. They need a um, a mentor perhaps or or a couple of classes. But I would never tell them that unless they asked me. Now, Ed and I have been so busy this week that something kind of cool happened. And I think I sent this to you, Michael. You can um, maybe do a copy and paste. If you still have it, we are very small, as you know, but we really hustle and we do have some seriously nice access and people are calling me, as I said, and that's from, gosh, Michael, what? Five years of prospecting since 2008 full time doing the show with you, either with Simply Scripts or here now at Forum, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We've done probably more guerrilla marketing, I'd say, than any other company during the worst possible economic times, I think probably in the last 20 years, and we are happily receiving some of the benefits from that. So, Ed and I got to talking, and we signed PJ, as you know, and I sent out press releases, and they usually don't run them because I'm kind of, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and people like, who's that? Well, as it happened, I had a little bit of luck. Lady Luck, that slut, I heard her shoes on my street. I dropped my fork. I was having a turkey casserole. I dropped my fork. I ran outside, and I said, come here, you little slut. We have to chat. She said, what do you want between cigarette dregs, And um, I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to run this press release and you're going to put it in the best possible place, aren't you, you little tramp? And she said, all right, all right, stop nagging me. I'm not coming on the street for a while, so I'll give you a break. So we run this press release and I get an email from PJ. She goes, oh my God, oh my God, the, the press release, they ran it on tracking board. Well, that's nice. It's really very nice. But what makes it so cool is the way it was situated on the page because this is kind of cool for us. I mean, we're, you know, we're little guys in the middle of Sacramento, you know, you know hustling, working hard for our writers, working hard for, for writers and trying to help them, working for our clients like it's nobody's business day and night. I could work harder, but I'm not gonna. Anyway, the way it looked on the page was, and Michael will probably show you this, it was PJ signs at Silver Pitelli. Yay, That's very, but underneath it, was an announcement from UTA, and underneath that, sorry, this is just too funny, was an announcement from CAA. I was really happy about all of that. I felt very good to get a phone call from Ed. I show him what it looks like. He calls me up and he says, I'm going to change my name to Eduardo. (laughs) Can't give a guy (laughs) that kind of headline without him wanting to go totally, Hooray for Hollywood. So I got to talking to him about what's changed and what's going on and how we're dealing with this new technology. And he said, I said, listen, why don't you, I got a couple of questions for you. Why don't you hit me with them? And what we'll do is I'll read the answers on the show. So this is from Ed Silver. Grab some wine. This is great stuff from the master. Now remember, Ed Silver knew the Marx Brothers. Ed Silver worked for the Marx Brothers. Yes, that's true. He was their financial manager. This guy's a numbers geek, okay? He was Lee Marvin's manager and financial manager. He was Toto's financial manager, James Coburn. I mean, the guy knows numbers, okay? But he also knows the business. He's seen every single side of it, from Beverly Hills, down to Venice Beach, to North Carolina. You know it. You name it, he knows it. So I said, um, what's the most important thing that a writer can do to, to, to help themselves? He said, the most important element is getting to the viewer or reader and getting them to see what you've done. Same goes for books and newspapers there's a completely different marketplace out there, and thus digital's king, accounting for well over fifty per cent and growing traditional method- methods are tossed, so the newbie has to devote his efforts and I say his in the general, you know his efforts to n- to not rely on others but doing it himself i e marketing himself with determination, perseverance, and a passion for his work, not sitting back and letting go uh, letting others do it completely it speaks to that Ecclesiastes um thing that i was reading to you earlier um he goes on to say you have to work 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 on your ideas and technique every day so it flows naturally a musician skips a day of practice or playing and he can feel it same with creative flow from writing both inspiration freshness and ability so he's what he's saying to you is if you set the pen down for a couple of days you're gonna you're gonna notice a difference just do a little each day a writer writes what every day He also says, concentrate on what you're creating and how you can improve upon it, not how you can sell it. This is huge. I'm going to say that again because it bears repeating. Concentrate on what you're creating and how you can improve on it, not how you can sell it. Here's why that line is important, and I'll get to the rest of the quote. Why that's important is I just was reading some stuff that I wrote five years ago saying, writers pitch agents too soon. Oh my gosh, I get so many pitches from people who are so not ready to pitch. Take your time. You, you've taken the time to create the screenplay. Have a table read. Get coverage. Listen to shows. Follow Jeannie Bowerman on Twitter. She's amazing. You'll learn a lot from her. She's fantastic. Listen to Chris Lockhart's show. I'll give you that blog in a minute. So Ed goes on to say, With Focus Like a Laser, you will eventually generate a forward thrust and accomplish a market-ready script an agent can tell the difference. And you can tell when you see it what it takes to make it market-ready. Do your best to meet the right contacts, mentors, and muses. Now, I it's not like an exact quote, but that's basically what Ed said. His final, um, In closing, he said, forget how things were done in the Stone Age. Think digital days ahead from Ed Silver, a.k.a. Eduardo. As I said, he's considering a stage name. You give the guy a money name, and all of a sudden, he wants to buy cool sunglasses and cruise the strip. Okay, in the it-must-go-away-forever-or-I-will-scream corner is the dollar option. I am here to tell you that, well, first of all, whoever in our audience can create a mock-up, a Photoshop of a tombstone that says the death of the dollar option on there, I will, if it's cool looking enough, I'm going to put it on our agency website and you'll get credit for it. I have had it. If I see the words dollar option one more time, I will bark. Here's what we're doing. We are changing things slightly and it may not sound like much to you, but to me who types up all this crap every day, it's huge. I want $10, I want $100, I want $1,000. But don't, and I will counter anytime I see a dollar. I will counter. That is a fact, Jack. All right, baby, I will do that. And the reason is, I got to type this stuff up. The least you could do is buy my client a cup of coffee for God's sake. Get a little skin in the game, okay? A dollar option. Who's with me when they say, here lies the dollar option. Can I get an amen? I want it done. So give me some Photoshop, something super, super cool with some flowers and some daisies. Make it gorgeous. Give me beautiful uh, sky behind it. And whoever does that, I'll give them credit on the website. From the rewrite corner samples, I heard something really cool the other day. I actually read something really cool the other day, but I'm going to give you two samples from the rewrite corner. For the draft, you write, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. For the market-ready script, you do what Chris Nolan did, which is what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Don't confuse my kindness for weakness. I read this in a book. The actual comment that I came up with was kind of cool, but the one I read in a book was better. So the, the cliche is, don't confuse my kindness for weakness, but the writer in this novel wrote, don't mistake my hospitality for an endless streak of civility. Ooh, doesn't that sound ominous? I think Michael's trying to talk to you. Michael, I can't see what you're saying, sweetie. Okay, Uh market. Okay, you may as well get in my face with your Facebook page because it's important. Uh, Jason did a very cool thing. Um, I gave Michael the link. He'll show you what it looks like. He put all his one-sheets on Facebook. You may as well use it for something other than social media. PJ is very popular. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching her the difference of having a personal Facebook page and a professional Facebook page. Because the professional Facebook page is the place I want to be able to send, uh, potential producers, directors, and actors, actresses and actors to. So it's good to have two pages, okay guys? Just, it's just smart. From the gotta stay sharp from the books corner. Screenwriting product review by Jim Mercurio. Complete screenwriting from A to Z A list. If you're looking for ideas I'm almost done Michael I, I promise I way to go I know you got to go um, if you want ideas for show for screenplays oh my gosh here's a, here's a huge tip for you Nova evidently that is pure pure inspiration for people trying to create fiction because they watch all this real stuff it's kind of like watching the Discovery Channel I would think you know Michael it's you, you watch something on the Discovery Channel and you take the you know thing about dolphins you flip it on its side and you say oh hi um, I think this dolphin can now walk so anyway there's that so you can go to Nova I gave Michael the Chris Lockhart um, blog radio show uh, the inside pitch absolutely listen to him he's a million times smarter than me he's a jillion times more experienced than me you will learn a lot from him I have not met him I know one of my clients knows him but whatever he's just a great guy actually he was just uh, he just interviewed PJ which is kind of cool Um, If you like to word sketch, Jonathan Rocks, who I'm about to sign, I hope, I hope, I hope he says yes. Jonathan Rocks loves a uh, program called Scapple, right? Scapple, is that what it's called? Anyway, I'll I'll send you the link, Michael, and you can uh, get that going. It's evidently a lot of fun and not expensive. In the don't forget how I do what I do corner, and I'll wrap this up for you, Michael. Um, This is how I read scripts. Number one, is their voice. Number two, is it unique? Number three, is there narrative tug? It's got to have narrative tug. It's got to pull me along. I've got to want to turn the page, darlings. You know this, or else there's no bolly and nibbly bits, and that's just pathetic. Is there a hook? Would I pay to produce it if I could? Would I want to see it if it was on the air or distributed? Do I love it enough to hook it for six months to see if I can get it going? And is the writer professional enough so if it does go, he or she can do rewrites on a dime, or will the writer be a pain in the bum all the way through it? Do they know the biz? Number eight, do I know buyers who want it? Number nine, do I know producers who know how to cast talent? And number 10, finally, and above all, will it make $3 on every dollar invested for the investor? Kids, this is a business. People look at very unique business models that are consistent with the movie industry's new outreach model in other words they have demographic graphs they have who releases what when what happened when this one did what plus they're insanely superstitious over there i you know i mean that's just how they are when you when you're let's let me let me separate that out and then i'll wrap this up when you're in hollywood there's a certain degree of bubble that happens it's a very unique pulse it's exceptional it's exciting it's so it's really cool for somebody like me who my B story is all I want to be is somebody's hero. So if I'm a writer's hero, I've made my life, you know, I've, I have succeeded in everything I've ever tried. I've recorded albums. I've been on the road. I've sold movie scripts. I've sold a movie that's been shot in, um, on television. Nothing that I've made so that I, my clients have made so far has reached film. But they have. we have had sales. We have, have had options. And I'm not talking dollar either. I'm talking some, some coin point is i've succeeded at anything i've ever tried and now i'm very close we have something that's being looked at by a huge um group for one of my writers which will scream wide distribution it will get green lit for sure and um if they want it that is it'll get green lit and it'll definitely get shot it'll definitely get released it'll change the dynamic of what i do for my writers and how i do it but it also will help me expose you to some new information, right? So we'll all learn and we'll do this journey together. Point is, I've succeeded in anything I've ever tried in my life. And I don't do this alone. Michael helps me. My husband helps me. Anna helps me. My sister is a huge muse for me. She's friggin' hilarious. Point is, we don't operate alone, kids. You guys have a job to do. You guys have a job to do in that you want to write a story and bring it to film. Bring it to television. Or get it out there. Do a play. But don't make that the only thing that makes you real. Do things. Volunteer. Donate your time. Donate your money. Pet a dog. Sniff a rose. I want you guys to understand that the the therapy of writing, it may make you money someday, but it may not. But look at the joy you're having in doing what you're doing. What I'm trying to say is, as an agent, I'm not a big shot, but I am enormous. This is Babs for Babs Buzz telling you to write telling you to rewrite and above all, I want you to live your life. Peace.